What up? What's up, Coach? Not much, man. Hang on. I got to put on my smart glasses so we can talk talk shop. Your smart glasses. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't lying. Oh yeah. <laughs> you get. You just added like two more degrees with those. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> we call my you doctor. Different. <laughs> <laughs> doctor Crowley. I already have one of those in my family. Ah, true. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we got, we got. Here we go, everybody. Say it's one stay in the next little fit. <laughs> What's up? Um, for those of you who don't know, that's a little inside joke. He always does that at the start of his videos, um, with the infamous clap. So, yeah. it gets everybody all together, though. Yes, yes. Everybody gets on the same page. Um. So today's topic is going to be. The words sports-specific training and how it's misused on a daily basis. Um, I know I've used it before when talking to people. I know I have it on my website in a sense of volleyball-specific training. But uh, there's a huge misunderstanding when we use it. It's more of a, well, I'll say we're trying to gear as much as we can towards the mechanics of the sport right. and not saying that these exercises are set just for those sports. So we'll, we'll start from there. Yeah. Um, all right. So let, I mean, to start off sports specific is not a bad term. Like you said, you use it. I've used it. Actually, yeah. I still do use it in a certain in a certain degree of a way, but it's just like, it's just the knowledge that I have now that I've been looking more at how you train somebody. I remember talking to teams before and being like, I'm not going to train you like the football team. I'm not, you know, or talking, especially like talking to female sports, be like, oh, I'm not going to train you like football team. I know I look a certain way because I've trained a certain way. I played certain sports and I know what you look like, what your sport is, but literally you and I could do the same program and get two completely different results. Yeah. So that's uh, that's one of the things that I always want to tell people, like sports-specific, things that kind of like go into sports-specific, especially when it comes to the weight room, would be more like if your sport, you need to do more reactive training. Say like when you were talking about your volleyball girls, they need to do a lot more stuff with vertical jumps. They need to do a lot more stuff with deceleration uh learning how to be able to balance on one foot, bouncing to the next foot, you know, uh, or even push to move different type stuff going laterally because I mean with volleyball you do have to you hit all planes plus you go forward you go backwards you go side you know side to side so um, those are the type of things that that need to be like more that need to be talked about more when it's like sports specific that's how you start narrowing it down you got you know that type of deal yeah I say anyway yeah and I know it's. I mean, we, we tackle it whenever we're, we have new people come in or we've got athletes that, you know, ask, well, what do you guys do in, in your mm -hmm. training? Or, you know, I think that's, that's usually the biggest one I get is what happens during training. And yeah. it, it's a, I, I, I think the question's funny just because it's like, well, we're not sitting there screwing around just chit-chatting, you know? <laughs> um, right. But it is, it is weird to think how the, all the everyday stuff for us is – completely like brand new and just like rocket science to a lot of people where yeah. 
you know, you're like, okay, well, we have complex movements. Well, what's the complex movements, you know, and we got to explain that. And then, well, you know, our middle is, or, you know, maybe for me, my middle is, um, we're going to hit more of the accessory and, or what needs to be focused on. Well, what, what does accessory mean? And then, you know, all right, well, the last is going to be our, uh, maybe a little bit of conditioning or we have a different focus for the day. Well, what do you mean by that? And, you know, there's so many, there's so many things that go all the way back into sports specific training or just the word training that everybody gets lost in that. So right. fast. Yeah. And I think, you know, uh, especially since you and I, the way we do things, because we also do, it's more than just weight room. It's also like, you know, skills and drills type deals. So we can, we can pawn that whole term of sports specific because the weight room part of it is we're all, we're all have the, and we may say it differently, but we all say, you know, we're ground-based movements um, with, you know, uh, multi-joint and emphasis on Olympic lifts. So, I mean, that covers pretty much everything that we do because all of our sports are standing up. That's why we're ground-based because, I mean, unless we have to perform an exercise like bench or something like that, that's the only time that you're laying down during exercise. But your sport is active. Why shouldn't you work out, be active type yeah. deal? We, we do Olympic lifts because everybody needs that. Everybody, every sport has gone the way of being, you know, more explosive, uh, want to be faster, want to be leaner, you know, all that type of stuff. So Olympic weightlifting kind of adds a really great piece to a lot of things. And then for, like, I know some coaches, they don't even do deadlifts anymore because they just make a clean pool day. Because yeah. now you just, you just add more to it. Like, of course you need your deadlifts, but your clean pool is kind of like a deadlift. I don't want anybody getting screwed or anybody that's USAW. So am I. So I know this is going to sound bad, but like <laughs> your clean pool is kind of like a deadlift in a way, but it's explosive going through the top. And I mean, like, why not be the most explosive person you can be? I mean, especially with your sports, say volleyball, uh, you, the more explosive you are, the higher you jump. Uh, that's why y'all train a lot, train a lot of um, vertical movements. The football guys that I have in right now, they're doing, you know, vertical. They're doing um, broad, all that type of stuff to get ready for, you know, a 40-yard dash test, get ready for a 225, what have you. And, you know, to make it sports specific for football, you've got certain cone drills and you've got a 40-yard dash. That's how we make it sports specific. Yeah. Your, work, your workouts and my workouts are very similar. I mean, we just – the only thing that changes is the weight. <laughs> the weight is completely different. There's two different spectrums of the weight. But the workouts are exactly the same, just about. Yeah, I mean, even even with a forty and like maybe like a five ten five drill, yeah. You know, yours is yours is uh, you know time based agility quickness. I mean, mm -hmm. mine's more footwork. Can you cut an edge? Like, can you do it efficiently? Can you get out and do a lateral step instead of just a turn and run? So, right. I think that's I think that's about as sport specific as you can really get. But even then, I think it's still a situational issue. I think, you know, if you can knock down the, I guess, the stigma of what everyone's put behind sports-specific and put it that way, mm -hmm. I think it, or situational, I think it makes it a lot easier instead of, you know, blowing it up like when you have people compare, and I know we both heard this, you know, CrossFit to Olympic lifting or, right. you know, I do CrossFit, and, you know, I do Olympic lifts, and I'm like, okay, yeah, you, you do, but do you? Like, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I do them. I do as many as I can. 
Yeah, is is I mean, when it comes to CrossFit, uh, it's more of a I want to be the fittest. You know, I want to be great at working out. That's the term. I want to be the greatest at working out. That's that's what CrossFit is. I want to take uh, a normal clean. I mean, and it may just be like warm up weight for some people, but I'm not going to do it 25 times. You know, for <laughs> for a round. That's what that type of stuff is. But with with all of our things, like. I know I focus heavy on um, hip movement. I mean, you focus a lot more on reaction sometimes, you know, right. or with the just strength, we'll say, strength and power. And mine's just from, from, from the ground to the hips, to the ground, to the core. So, you know, it's you – can, you can beat around the bush with the whole idea of sport-specific – I still think it's a situational, just like a PT would treat uh, a patient or client, just how an OT would treat a client or patient. Mm -hmm. And I think it gets, I think it gets very hard when, when you have people, I mean, you know, it's still our job to explain those things, but you have, you have the people like, well, why are they benching or why are they, you know, I know the big thing for guys, every, every guy, every male wants to bench. And then you go, okay, well, we're doing push press today. And they're like, are we ever going to bench? I'm like, well, <laughs> I mean, what you don't realize is you are hitting the same kind of aspects with that without having to put certain joints and certain stress points. Exactly. It's, and it took me a while to understand that because I was like, when I started doing the Olympic lifting, and I was like, okay, I haven't benched at all in six months. And I went, hmm, wait a second. I started thinking about it and I went, okay, never mind. I'm doing overhead pushes and I'm doing sleds and, you know, and yeah. it clicks. But, you know, with, mm, uh, I think it comes down to education point for people. Very, yeah, big time. Edu- I mean, the biggest thing that we want to do, uh, we always tell people is I'm more on the educating side. Uh, a lot of things that are done in certain ways, you know, they irritate me because people don't understand or people chase after whatever the fad is, you know, oh, he said sports specific, so I'm going to do that. Well, okay, now your child or, you know, whatever uh, is training and the only thing they're training is sports specific and it ends up just being only skills skill movements and maybe maybe a couple other things where they make it balance drills with the BOSU ball and that's the other thing. It'd be like, oh, man, this person is going to be great. They're going to come back in shape. Yeah, they can run. But when it comes to making them do hard stops and stuff like that, their their legs stuck in the ground, but the top half of their body is still moving. So what do you get? A non-contact injury. And, uh, and that's like uh, the NFL. I mean, that happened like two, what, two seasons ago. In the beginning of the season, there were so many high-profile athletes that were dropping out. Um, they were dropping like flies because non-contact injuries. And it's usually, you know, skilled players. And what do you most of the time you see, especially during this time of the year, skilled players posting, they always post their footwork drills. Their, you know, they went to this speed doctor, that speed doctor. And nothing against those guys because you need, you need a well-balance of everything. But, like, when you have a heavy balance of speed and sports, specific training rather than actually being in the weight room, well, you're going to have a lot of problems because now your body's so fast, but your muscles can't handle the tendons and then everything just starts snapping. Yeah. So you have to, you have to have a well round balance. 
that's why I'm so big on trying to teach people about the weight room, like the, what we do at the gym. The people are like, oh, what do y'all do? Y'all got boot camp stuff? No. I do strength conditioning. <laughs> like, this, this is something completely different. There is no gym along the Grand Strand, probably on the East Coast, that's like this gym. It is a performance facility. Doing sports-specific. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, like, getting into that, you know, we, we don't do – like, you know, you have performance classes, but it's all based around a scientific layout. It's based yeah. around movement. It's based around accomplishing certain goals with certain parts of the body. And it's not about, okay, you know, how much can I sweat and how many reps am I doing in a minute? Or, you know, it's, it's, it's not a, it's not a, okay, 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off style workout. Yeah. It, you know, it's not stations and, you know, same thing to, you know, nothing with all those, you know, all those businesses that do well with that. Great. You know, awesome for them. You know, I think now I'm not sure how I know nine rounds does that title does that. Um, I know probably the only other unique, unique one Ninja uh, business. Yes. Um, but there's, they're not gonna have any competition because no one else is going to put something like that up. No, nobody's there. Yeah. No obstacle course, no nothing like that. It's weird, you know. The biggest thing is, it's just, uh, you know, like I said, it's teaching everybody the right ways to live and understanding that just because everybody's going to get results, don't get us wrong. Everybody's going to get those quick beginner gains, you know, or losses to uh, whatever you're looking at uh, gains as far as like weight room wise and losses and inches and all that stuff. You're going to get the biggest gains in the beginning, but with doing it in our direction and that is scientific, not saying the other gyms aren't scientific because I know Orange Theory has their own way of programming and stuff like that. But like these programs are, are actually programmed, you know, at a weekly basis, not weekly, well, almost like quarterly pretty much. Cause I sit down and I, I do out a whole four months at a time. Cause I have like a, a beginning phase that kind of like gets people together and then, they go through an actual 12 week program. So it's a crock potted method that slowly cooks, but it makes sure the results that you get are going to stay and you keep going rather than you having such quick results. And then because homeostasis, your body is trying to go back to its beginning point. It will, you know, if you're constantly doing this cardio, 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 and you don't have those signs behind it. And then you go eat an almond and you're trying to figure out why you blew up so fast. It's because like your body is trying, it's tries its hardest to go back. So what we do is, we have a slow crock pot method that makes sure you keep your results and you get more results rather than still fighting off the old results. Yeah. And I know there were, there's, you know, you have those, I know I deal with a lot of females. I know you have a lot of females too. And <laughs> it gets, it gets difficult sometimes because there's so much, you know, that that's talking itself, the whole, you know, stigma on, on the female athlete, female, uh, you know, lifter, but, right. you know, with it's, you know, when am I going to be able to do this? When am I going to look like this? When is, when is this going to happen here with me? And it's kind of like, I can't, it's hard. Um, I've had people ask, I know you have to, you know, well, in six to eight months, what could I look like? And I go, I can't answer that. Like, you right. know, so many factors. And that's where it's hard, where you have a lot of those more commercial gyms and, you know, they go, oh, well, you know, we'll, we'll have you drop weight by this time. And we'll this, this, and this. And you go, okay, cool. You know, anyone can ha help you drop weight in a month. But mm -hmm. where is your dedication? 
And that's like, you know, just like you said, the, the 12 weeks is if you don't look at it in months, I think that makes it easier. I think if you just go, all right, week one, hey, we're done. You, know, you start week two and you just keep going, going, going. You know, I look at my program and I haven't gotten it yet, by the way. Um, <laughs> it's coming after this. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, I'm not, I'm not coming in to lift tomorrow. I'm still recovering. <laughs> uh, I'll probably be in Wednesday. Uh, but, you know, I look at my lift and it's at like week 20 something, 23, 24, something like that. Sounds about right. Yeah, 20, yeah. 24. I just go, holy crap, that's, you know, seven months almost. You know, it's you know, eight months, right? Seven, eight months, yeah. Seven, eight months, and I kind of just go, wow, it's been seven, eight months. I don't look at it as, you know, oh, I'm in, I'm in month this. I'm, you know, what's my lift for the day, and how good mm -hmm. can I get at it now? Yeah, because it all compounds on each other. Like, you know, you're showing up, you're not missing, you're doing what you got to do, and as long as you do that, it'll work. I mean, the same thing with, um, you know, you hear a lot more in sports, uh, like you keep going. It, the people that make it all the way to the pros have that extra edge. You know, it, there's so many athletes in high school, and then take a fraction of that is the ones that make it to college. And take even a smaller fraction of that, that's what makes it pro. Yeah. But, and it's just a constant, you got to work, got to work. Yeah. And there's, Oh, there's uh, I love I love looking at all of the the ads on Instagram just because, you know, we're on that all the time now. You know, you're looking at them and they say, oh, I'm looking for, you know, if you want sports specific, you want these these bands, you know, you want, and just like we talk about the gimmicks and everything like, you know, the bands one person sells are no different than the bands somebody else sells. Right. They, they might last a little bit longer. They serve the same purpose. They're the same resistance. You do the same things with them. You're better yeah. off to Walmart or Dick's Sporting Goods, buying a basic set or ordering them on, on Amazon, and you can accomplish the same things. Exactly. That's, you, yeah. you start going to the point you're paying for the name rather than, you know, yeah, certain companies have different colors, but they all, this, you know, there's a generic pounds of pressure for each band, no matter where you go. They're, <laughs> they're all the same. You don't really need a high dollar name. You don't, you know, but that's up to, that's up to you. That's what you want to do. <laughs> and the, God, I think uh, one of our, one of our talks that we had earlier this, well, this past week was um, getting them to stay and commit to in-season training. And I know it's a lot more of the high school athletes when you know, and still with that sport specific, they're saying, you know, well, we're, they're already jumping so much. They're already doing this, but they're, they're getting the reps they need. And you're like, but they're not right. They're, you're not even close to getting it. And it's, it's not trying to come off to that person. Like, you know, you're wrong. I know what I'm talking about. It's just mm -hmm. we're trying to show you like them, them doing an RDL and a basic, maybe kettlebell deadlift is, going to help them significantly more than them just jumping 20 more times in a practice. Yeah. I mean, it, that goes back to my same thing earlier uh, with you constantly doing only skills and drills, your body can't, you know, cause uh, you know, you're constantly just going to get injured 
Um, you have to make sure you have to lift weights. I mean, when you go to college, this there may be certain times because of how games work out, uh, but you're always going to work out during the season. Now, there are some sports that do disappear during in-season. More, to, I mean, I don't know about every school, but say like the last two schools I was at, it was like, you know, like soccer or uh, maybe even golf, but that's because of travel and how many games they play during the week. Their game is not so, you know, they don't really get beat up as much. Now they do have, you know, constant swinging, all the torque and what have you, but those sports aren't contact sports, so they're not constantly getting beat up. You know, volleyball, they're going to need it because they're constantly running on a hardwood floor. That's going to beat your body up even more. Basketball is the same way, at least one day a week. Or if it's just mobility. I know uh, when Angela Hoodie was at uh, Kansas, that was the biggest thing that she instilled was so much mobility for basketball because they constantly get beat up. They're, you know, basketball players are built a certain way. Most of them have very long, you know, legs that need that support because they will fall and break like nothing. Um, you know, football at least once or twice a week because their sport is so very contact. But, like, you get stiff, too. That's the other thing that a lot of people don't think about. In-season workouts aren't as hard or even harder than the out-of-season workouts. That's Those seasons is when you get the most work in. When you're in-season, all it does is keep you together. Yeah. When you're doing such sports like that and you're doing a lot and it's very heavy on the body – you need to constantly be moving or you will get stiff. I know like me, like, you know, I would take ibuprofen, I take ibuprofen or I gotta, I gotta make sure I stretch or I have a Theragun because if I sit there and I'm, and I haven't been drinking a lot of water that day, like I would literally feel like an old person just trying to close my hand because you, your muscles do, they, they dry up on you and it's like beef jerky. And then like, once they <laughs> get dry and they get stiff, you can't move. So what's the point of doing weights during the end season? Is lubricating your joints so you stay moving. So the blood is flowing through there. You have and you're not having those problems that you would have. Your body's constantly moving. It's, I, it's a no brainer. You just need to work out. I, I, I to kind of go a little off topic. I need to get either a soundboard or I need to start clipping some of these some of these quotes because they are oh. old. <laughs> so your muscles get like beef jerky. We got a crock pot system. I mean, I love I love it. It's great. Um, I I was my bosses were very they weren't very old but I had older guys as my bosses so I got a lot of terms some very inappropriate so they won't be said. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, it's also at a different different level too. You got way different. Yeah. Um. I think the only like if people want to really get sports specific and follow that, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to let go of a lot of money. You're going to have to let go of a lot of time because like one of the easiest things I can think of is um, some, some top uh, soccer program. I know a lot of the pro soccer programs do this um, and some of the NFL programs, if not all of them, um, they wear GPSs while they're at practice. Mm -hmm. They, um, they have certain cleats on, they have certain um, apparel on, they have certain, um, some kind of certain speed check, you know, all these little things. Uh, I know at Coastal, the girls wear, wore, God, I'm going to mess it up, but I think it was like a Vert Max, and it was basically just a waistband that had a 
uh, a small GPS in it that tracked their height of their jump, their average, how many jumps, and yeah. that's really, I think the only way you can really get sport specific with training is by spending a lot of money. Yes, and I think that's what a lot of people don't think about. Like, the true sport-specific people are usually the pros because they're the only ones that can truly give the time that you really need to be sport-specific when it comes to training because you're not going to train once a day. You're going to train almost three times a day. Like, you, when you talk about pro sports, you got to take um, – I mean, we'll take volleyball, for instance. Okay, so – you got volleyball practice. You have your normal team practice, your your middles, you know, your liberos, whoever, whoever's out there. The whole team is out there practicing. All right, cool. That's one practice. Maybe, you know, go eat lunch, go lay down, whatever. Go to the weight room. Nice. That's another hour to two hours right there. Okay, do the same thing. Go eat, go lunch, whatever. Come back. What do you have now? That That's your hitting practice. Like, that's your skill part. Like, to be truly, like you was talking about earlier, to be a truly sport-specific, those are the three things you're going to need. You're going to need a full-out team practice because you're going to have to actually know what you need to do, a weight, se- a weight session or conditioning session, however that is, however that looks for your sport, and then another skill part to really get it narrowed down because you can't – those things you can't overtrain. You to get better at. You do a little at a time each day, and then everything just clicks. The way yeah. it needs to. Yeah. I mean, I there's like say like the people that are competing for our world teams that are on our Olympic teams, they practice twice or three times a day depending on the sport. Like if it's a weightlifter or a powerlifter, they're probably training twice a day. They do a certain style of lifts in the morning and then another certain a certain style of lifts at night. If it's uh, gymnastics, like I was watching their gymnastics thing. They're practicing three hours a day, or not three hours a day, three times a day, just doing gymnastics. I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> I didn't even, like, when you don't think about it, because you think uh, gymnastics is just pretty much all skill, but, like, there's a full-out routine plus another, like, you know, like, their gymnastic work, which is just pretty much, like, weight room almost, but, like, it's the obstacle course because, you know, you got the beams and all the other stuff, tall beams, what have you. And then, you know, their weight training session, if they're, you know, going to do weights a day, like there's a whole, it's, it's too much. <laughs> I, I, I like, I, I like watching all those little things. Cause I know um, you were playing some of the like national training team sessions in the gym. Mm-hmm. Like what was it last week, week before, just to watch how uh, they, two weeks ago. Yeah. Just how they warm up They're you know, they don't really, they don't show all the sets, reps, and everything, but just to watch their their atmosphere, how they act, what they do, mm-hmm. you know, and it's hard to condense like a two hour lift down to what 15, 20 minutes and really stand right. it. But I think it's one of those once you get into it and you can watch, you learn that two hours in the twenty minutes without I mean, obviously without getting all the background information. But I think that's another thing that I'm I'm now pushing myself more and more and more is you know you got to you still got to educate yourself because if you're not willing to do it it's you you you're one going to fall behind and two you're just going to fight a losing battle every day like, right even with, even with this like doing this right now um, having to learn you know 
broadcasting uh, software outside of this, you know, streaming, video editing, all of that. You have to do it. I have to do it. You know, if we didn't take the time, I mean, and that's just like sitting at home and learning, you know, learning your skill for your sport, whether it's dribbling in soccer, whether it's, you know, the, like finishing your shot in basketball, whatever it is, if you're not willing to put that in, even at a young age, then it's just not going to happen. I watched, right. I watched one, I watched this YouTube clip today. And I mean, I'm not one for like, wh- uh, was it whistle sports? Cause they say every kid's a prodigy. And it's the, I think one of the funniest things because all these kids are amazingly gifted, but mm-hmm. I always, I always want to see like a 10 year update on those kids <laughs> <laughs> follow up with them. Cause you know, you know, a good chunk of them will burn out or they just like, I don't love it anymore. Yes. Yeah. But I find it funny when you have four five and six year olds that will jump on a push bike or like a small CC dirt bike and we'll start taking off on, you know, three, four foot jumps and you can't get a 12 year old to want to dribble a soccer ball correctly. It's crazy. Let's not put it that way. It's crazy. <laughs> but it's, I think, I think it's just, it's wild to, to look at that age gap and, you know, even to get down into that, how early do you, uh, how, I don't know, how, how early do parents push their kids or do you push your kid? I think that's the, that's the hard question. Do you push your kid into something if you see the potential and you want to get sports specific? Or do you kind of just say, all right, let's just see how it goes? that's that's a weird thing it's like because i I feel like this is when these are these moments that i feel like we're getting old like we're starting to judge (laughs) or we're the the judges now like ah back in my day i would have done this 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 um but i honestly i mean but at the same time if you if you want to hit that certain level people like oh you got to do this I mean, um, there's. I'm stumped. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's a hard question. I mean, I can't really answer it either. It's just I think the best. Yeah, thing I'm I like can, I. Go ahead. I like the best thing I could say probably is you know I you take it day by day. One day they're going to be infatuated with it. And the next day they're just not even going to care. Yeah. It's and it's and it's also too like. You know, you feel that guilt, like, all right, I pushed them to the ultimate limit because I wanted them to do more, have more, whatever. And then they're just like, ah, I don't want to do it no more. Yeah. And like, all right, well, okay, well, we tried. But at the same time, if you know this person, is, it's like anything. If you know that person has potential to do it and do it at their best and be really great at it, and it may come as a thing that they do to kind of get rid of some extra energy or it clears their mind, what have you, like you did the right thing. It's just, it, it can just go any type of way. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking up. I know there's for anyone that listens to this. Um, I got to find it. Um, that's not where I wanted. 
I'm just gonna say push him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day, just I mean, but I know that's like a sensitive subject. That's why I'm like trying to like tread lightly, but at the same time it's like ah. Yeah. I mean you get you have to push him a little bit. Let's put it that way. Have to push okay. him a little bit. I think I found it. Um there is a documentary on Netflix called The Short Game. And if people want to see I mean it's just one sport. It's just it just focuses on golf. But if people want to see that thin, thin line of pushing your kid at a young age and either giving them the choice, because some of these parents give them the choice, some don't give them the choice. But if people want to see that idea, watch this documentary because they go over these kids who are supposed to be golf prodigies at like eight and nine years old. And you hear, I remember, you hear some of these dads lose their mind over missing a chip or something. And it's yeah. like, it's not even a third your age. And that's, and that's, and that's already a very mental sport, already yeah. a very mental sport. Um, <laughs> that's about as specific as you can get and as young as you can get. I think that's, yeah. I, I don't Be, know. I, I because, <laughs> we're like we're both stumped. Um, <laughs> but there, I mean, like even say, okay, so you said the golf situation, okay? So uh, let's talk about even. Let's go about the gymnastics because that's another one that's really pushed oh. at a young age. Yeah, and sure. no matter whatever documentary you watch on something about gymnastics, even the bad one that's on what is Athlete A that's on Netflix now, yeah. you still see that that system where the kids were pushed to do something. They had to go to practice. They had to do this. They had to do that. Uh, they're talking to other countries and the other country kids are, you know, are like, uh, I, why don't you smile? I don't smile because I don't need to show emotion, you know, stuff like that. Like your, your program, like this is what you do. Like we laugh about it as being Americans, but when like, and we joke about other countries, but like that is the life. Like you're at a young age, they're already testing to see, all right, you're going to be the doctor, you're going to be the lawyer, you're going to be our genius, you're going to represent our country and doing this sport, you're going to represent this. And it's kind of like you're groomed from a very, very young age to that's what you're going to do. So is that is that technically wrong? Or did we just when we came over to America, we was like, we're not going to do that because we didn't like it the way it was done over there. But yeah. is it technically wrong? I'm going to push them envelopes now. I'm like, is it wrong, though? <laughs> I don't – I mean, I, I think you have to – I mean, at some point, you can always say no. I think that's yeah. what you can always walk away. So some some part of whoever's participating is saying that they still want to be good at it. I mean, yeah. at – as much as there has to be a balance, I think some people that, that, that fight doesn't stop and they just want to go, 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 go. But, oh my, I mean, dude, I, I couldn't imagine the, the, the mental and physical tax of some of like the, uh, a gymnast lifestyle where you're tapped out by like 16, 18. Oh yeah. And, and it's like, if you don't make the world team, if you don't make, you know, by like yeah, yeah, you're like, you're, you're already like this, forget state. Like you don't want to be the greatest in the state. Like you want to be the greatest in the world at thirteen, like, and then finish your career and you're retiring. You know, at sixteen, because you know, yeah. By the time you go to college, you can't you can't be like, oh, I want to go to Oklahoma or West Virginia 
or any other of these big time gymnast schools and then still try to compete for the Olympics. Like you're, you know, you got to choose one or the other. Do I want to compete for the world or do I want to be a regular student? Yeah. And I mean, I'll let, I know uh, you have, you have some of those athletes. I mean, it was a Nastia Lukin was one of them who competed in the Olympics a couple of times, but she was a rare one and she was 21, 22 and was still mm-hmm. placing and meddling. And the rest, I think like, some of the average ages was like 15, 16. You know, she, she had five, five years on most of these girls. And that's unheard of, you know, and you have yeah. you had the whole scandal with China where a lot of those girls were like 13 or 12. <laughs> and they're just utter machines. Yeah. So there's, there's yeah. day in and day out. That's all to do. That's slippery slope, man. You know, when you got parents that their kid, when you want their kid to be sports specific or the kid wants to be sports specific or whatever it is, and they want to specialize it, it, I think it happens sometimes way too fast. Well, yeah, and I think, yeah, you know, as if when I have kids, even they want to play sports and stuff like that, it's not going to be sports specific because there's so many reports that still come out now, you know, it's better to be well-rounded in multiple sports. Now, there's a downside to that, too, because the people that are multi, there's not a lot of great one sport athletes that were multi-sport athletes if that makes sense so there's not a great like the uh there's a few of julius peppers he played basketball for university of north carolina as well as football for north uh for north carolina and then went become uh you know a great carolina panther uh athlete as well but there's not a lot of them that are like that there's like a few in the bunch so I see where people were like, oh, I want to get sports specific because this is the only sport that I'm going to be great at. This is how I'm going to be. But at the same time, it's like you need to be well-rounded. You may not be the greatest at one of those sports, but you can be great at multiple things. Yeah. That's the way I, to look at it. Yeah. I always saw myself as like, I'm, I know I'm athletic, but I think I'm good at most sports. I'm not amazing at any, we'll say one. Like, obviously, like, that, you know. Yeah. I feel I, – I, obviously, I felt I was really good at volleyball, but I didn't feel like I was amazing at volleyball. Yeah. I, like, I nobody and do well. You want to be just – you know, be a jack-of-all-trades. Because you yeah. can use some – you can use some of everything in every sport. It's like there's a lot of people that cross over different sports. It's like, hey, right, man, how did you learn how to do that? Oh, actually, it's just really easy because I play baseball or it's really easy because I play soccer, you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, or softball, what have you. But, you know, at a young age, starting somebody out, you know, it's almost like shooting a butt shot and just see where the chips fly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it just hit a bunch of multiple spots and narrow it down to two. But, like, you can even see, like, in the last dance, when, when Michael Jordan switched to playing baseball and had to switch back to playing basketball, he wasn't in shape. Yeah. Because when you do sports specific training, you can't you can't just bounce around. Uh, I mean, the weight room is pretty similar, but like the conditioning wise, it's completely different. The conditioning for baseball is way different than the conditioning for basketball because you run way more in basketball than you do in baseball. I mean, I, you have you have those like we'll, we'll call them unicorns, like um, uh, Bo Jackson. Yeah. Who who no, could freak do- of nature. Or you have one. Well, why does he go a step higher? Uh, like um, as a 
She was a who an all-American track and volleyball athlete at the University of Texas, uh, Destiny Hooker, who had the choice to either go for the U.S. Olympic track team or the U.S. Olympic volleyball team. Like, she had the chance to choose. And when you – when I think that that gets so clouded with people, it's because they go, well, she did it. Okay, yeah, she is like the 100,000th percent <laughs> yeah like sprouted out of god's gift but you know some people are built the right way for certain yeah things. that's where genetics play its part like i said yeah there's a very few like her like like i said julius peppers there was a few other bo jackson you know that could that played multiple sports deon sanders played multiple sports but you know those like you said those are the unicorns it's it's a it's a you know slippery slope because you know you tell kids all the time you know be well rounded be this be that, uh, but you're only going to be great great at one of those things. You may be good at both, but you're only going to be great at one of them. Uh, but it helps you out in the long run. You yeah, need, I think you need to be more more well rounded. It's funny. It's funny that that we tell athletes to play other sports just to stay healthy, mm-hmm. when in a sense it still does damage to their body. I, I find but, that hilarious. Yeah, but you'll know they won't. They won't do anything during the off season if 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 you don't. And it's especially with the way how coaching is in high school and stuff like that. You can't really talk to those athletes during a certain time. So how do you get around it? Hey, what's so and so doing? You talk to the other coach. Hey, what's so and so doing? How is her conditioning up? Does it look good? All right, cool. <laughs> you know, making sure that's how they keep tabs on them. Yeah. Because once you once you get to college, you're with that person, or you're they're training during the end season, they're training during the uh, postseason, preseason, what have you, and you know exactly where they're at the whole time. Yeah, I know. Um, oh, like I just got, like I just got like my school schedule and stuff like starting to figure out now with all this crap going on, and you know I started thinking. Now with high school getting back in, and these fall sports, some of them are some of them are getting green lighted, especially. Um, I mean, with the public schools, you know that's obviously that's a state run. They they have to abide by certain rules, but I know now with private, they have to. They they can kind of do as they not do as they please, but they run by a different gambit. As long as they all like their conference agrees, if they want to run something a certain way, they they can do it within reason. You know, don't, no one quote me on that, but you know, it's just a different ball game. And I know they started to green light volleyball, and I was like, okay, cool, cool. You know, they're looking to start like mid-August, I think. And I started mm-hmm. thinking, like, all right. And I actually just got an email, someone asking me, oh, well, uh, we have prices on um, neck gaiters and face masks for for your team, and I'm thinking, okay. I get it, cool, but I, I love playing volleyball. I love playing sports. I'm not you're not gonna see me wear a mask while I'm playing sports. I mean, if that was my end all beat all, I'd do it. But it's it's gonna change conditioning levels. It's gonna change breathing. It's gonna change a lot of different things. And that's and a lot of people don't realize how much science is involved into 
training an athlete because this is the type of things that you this is why my the workout science based because I don't want to overwork somebody. So now you have to add in a new piece with a lot of athletes with all right, now they have to wear a mask or certain sports will wear a mask. Uh you know, no telling how football is gonna be. Football could be really easy, you know, because you already have the winter gear mask that you can pull over your face. But like are you gonna make an athlete wear that during the summer as well too? Or, you know, fall before it starts getting cold, just you know to say that they need a mask. So it's going to be really different. It's going to be really weird yeah, to see how things go. Like, in the whole science thing, I know I've heard people say, you know, which I find this one funny, oh, you know, you're breathing your own CO2 and all of this and whatnot. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, if you, if you really want to get down to the science of it, one, I'm not wasting my time. <laughs> Two, <laughs> it's, you know, if, if that was the case, you'd see a lot more people die. Yeah, I mean, like, it's the way your lungs I, – I, I joke around. With, actually, it was funny because we just had this conversation in the gym last week. It was like, uh, you breathe – you exhale the CO2, but you breathe in, you know, oxygen. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, it's just the way your lungs kind of, like, figure it out. Like, your lungs is going to express it one way, but when it inhales, it is, is going to be O2 instead. It takes the carbon out of it. But it's just one of those weird things. It – I mean, even backing up to, uh, you know, even sleep patterns are involved with science as far as like how to train an athlete. Uh, you mentioned a couple of other systems. Another big one that was hitting the scene, I think, 2013, 2014 was Catapult. And Catapult was like a system that literally uh, they picked only a certain amount of athletes. Maybe it was like 25% of the athletes on the team wore one. And they wanted to see they have a scale as far as like seeing their mental, how, you know, how their week was with school, how their week was with sleeping, you know, outside of relationships, team relationships, stuff like that. And then it kind of goes into, all right, what's their resting heart rate normally? What's their active heart rate when they're um, at practice? What's the active heart rate when they're um, in the weight room? Um, how, you know, you know, all, all aspects of everything, just, just studying the athlete, especially during camp just seeing their overall morale, just to see, all right, are we, is this, you know, I hate to say it this way, but is this machine ready to go? Like pretty much like he is, is, is so, is such down, everything's down to a science so much that it's, it's pretty much like we are building the best machine that we can yeah. to work and, properly. Yeah. And I know they, they used to do like at Cal U, when I was there, they were they were doing something very similar to that, and this was in actually it was about the same time. Yeah, it was, about, it was 2013, 2012. Um, they were doing almost like a, a a wellness check every single time the athlete team came in, and they had they had little um, surveys and stuff, and they had booklets for each person, and it was just you know how did you sleep on on a scale of zero to ten or zero to five. Why was it the number it was? What's your stress level? You know, how did you eat? So on, so on, so on. And I mean, it took still to an extent, I do that with my athletes. My athletes know that. I mean, I hear you talk about it with, with all the clients, all the athletes there. And it's, it, it's become, I think, more up air in a sense. It's just not written down anymore. And now it's kind of, I think it makes it a little easier sometimes. I mean, there's plenty of times I wish it was on paper where people could see it and go, wow, this right. really, really isn't good or this is really good. 
Yeah. Uh, the, like, a lot of people, uh, okay, so like, say like our degrees, our degrees are exercise sports science. So a lot of that stuff is, everything is, is getting broken down even more. Uh, you know, constantly getting broken down as far as, like you was talking, the sleep is the biggest thing. Like when I talk to some, uh, like my nutritionist, you know, they're going all the way down to the food aspect. Like, all right, you need to have this certain amount of food. Before it was just, you just need to eat. Just eat off the, you just eat off the chart. Now it's even broken down to, all right, you need to have this certain amount of carbs. You need to have this certain amount of protein, this certain amount of fats. It, you know, you need to sleep at least 10 hours. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to get 10 hours any day. <laughs> that, <laughs> but it's uh, exercise sports science is big. <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to get six at least. <laughs> I mean, I remember a couple weeks ago when, when I had the guys come in, uh, uh, the guys that trained come in and – we both saw them and they were shot, completely. Oh shot. yeah, and and you go, how much you sleep? Uh, about two, three hours. Man, you need. And it was just like it came and you're like, I came out the wrong way. I didn't mean. I didn't mean for that sound. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, you want to you want to play in college? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Go to sleep. <laughs> but it is. I mean, it's huge. What what two hours, four hours, six, eight. And then I think you get into a oversleeping period after eight or so hours. Depend, mm. Obviously, it depends on the person. But um, our bodies also get geared to a certain thing. I'm starting to do really well between six and seven hours of sleep. You know, but I have my routine in the morning I have to handle for that six or seven hours to work. You know, a lot of times it's Dunkin' Runs or Starbucks or something or I make coffee at home and, you know. Right yelled at by you because it didn't bring something in uh whoa <laughs> <laughs> exaggerations uh, yeah okay but uh you know but we have our own little things you know there's you know at what like nine o'clock or something i see you eating you know your your meal before you go lift or 10 o'clock and then you know that we have our steps so those those six hours can work for us mm -hmm. but if we don't continually keep going on those steps after it's pointless, it's pointless to even yeah. try. And I mean, yeah, like, just like you said, it's, it to, it's different for everybody, but it's all works the same. Everybody has their steps. Everybody has exactly how things should work uh, for them. And, you know, just to keep your body moving properly. is the biggest thing. That's what we, that's why we do all these things just to move properly. Yeah. And it's not always, I mean, I, I really wish that some of the more commercial gyms and we'll say more, uh, <laughs> more less structured facilities would focus on just movement over mm -hmm. anything. Um, cause I had a guy, we talked about this last time. Um, it, he has, uh, his company is, I think, um, human movement or primal. I can't remember which one it is, but that's what a lot of what he does. It's just movement, and he strengthens. He works on focusing on strengthening those movements and different flows. And, I mean, he's gotten really, really holistic with a lot of his stuff. Like, he raises a lot of his own uh, meat. You know, 
pigs, chickens, he has a garden, things like that. And I'm kind of like, okay, I don't have that kind of time. But yeah, so, that's the cleanest you can ever eat when you do it yourself, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it's it's one of those things that, that that's a whole that's that's a whole another factor with people who want to try and get sports specific is how how specific you want to get. It gets yeah, uh, very difficult. It is. It does get very difficult, and then you got you know some people that decide to go vegan and whatnot. And everybody has their own views. I really don't, but I, you know, I know that I'm supposed to eat a certain amount of certain things. But like, uh, the one thing that I have seen with a lot of athletes that did switch to going vegan is there's a they got injured. Uh, you know, Cam Newton injury. You know, uh, there was a couple other players out there, but they did lean out a lot. I mean, like you, you saw those players; they leaned out a lot. You know, Tom Brady did it. Um, Tom Brady was one of the ones that, you know, that didn't get injured, but he's also surrounded by a great squad of, you know, <laughs> teammates. So he's not going to get touched, but, yeah. uh, it, you know, to, to a certain degree, it's like, is vegan really the way, or do you just need to eat cleaner than the average person? Yeah. Because, you know, vegan wasn't a thing back in the day that just all of a sudden just came up. You know, we you're eating what your food is supposed to eat. <laughs> your food, the deers, the you know, the cows, all that they eat the grass. Now you eat the cow. Like that's how it's supposed to go. Yeah, I I'm looking at this one thing and said, uh, um, if something like uh, you know, if the if, if the worm eats the dirt and the bird eats the worm, and you're eating the bird, aren't you? Aren't you just eating dirt? <laughs> <laughs> and you go, well, I might as well just go eat dirt. And it's just, you know, there are people that follow logic like that. You know, I think the first big thing to come around was paleo. Mm -hmm. I mean, actually, no, before that, no, I say, um, was, um, like, uh, the whole thing, like slim fast. And then you had the uh, Angus diet and all that. Yeah. Atkins came in around the same time, I think. And that blew up in the last 10 years. And then paleo was another big wave. And then keto, I think, piggybacked off of that. Yeah. So Keto flipped it I'm completely just, around and where they, they did no carbs and high fats. And then you got paleo that's high fats, no carbs. <laughs> or vice versa. I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, dude, I, I, remember, I remember the first person that ever said, oh, I'm doing – I'm doing no carbs, and I went, oh, are you just drinking water and eating lettuce? Like, I'd love to see how you do that. Or they say, oh, I'm doing under 50, 50 grams of carbs a day, and I went, how's your brain function doing? And yeah. some people will go, well, well, what do you mean? But it's, it's, it's just interesting to see how – how parents, I think how parents, the, the support system and the education is so low or it's, uh, well, not low, but the, the quality is low when it, like when you get to it for some people, I mean, and I know we've seen it with some of the, some of the, um, power lifters that start at like a young, a younger age, like 13, 14. And mm -hmm. they have these, they have the parents that cook their meals for them. They have, they have the financial backing. They don't have to work. So that's another big thing. You know, you have, 
you have those those kids that are they're eating four or five meals a day. They're, they're, their parents can train them or their parents can afford someone to train them. I think it's – I think money is a huge factor, but it doesn't have to be. I think it's right. more – I think it's, I think it's just more time and doing your research. Yeah. It's, it's all about timing. It's all about, you know, uh, not timing, but it's all about taking the time to educate yourself. Education. I mean, like we keep circling back to it, but the biggest thing is you got to have education to all these different things. Uh, or, you know, that's the only way that you're going to understand how these things actually work. Um, I know there are different situations as far as, you know, financial backing, you know, uh, whatever your job status is. Are you able to travel all over the place? Are you able to to do this? Are you able to do that? You know, it is what it is. So, well, that's about it. That's about all I have for you, man. So, um, I will catch you tomorrow morning, bright and early. All right. Uh, it'll be... Sounds good. You'll be there a lot earlier than I will be, but... Um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna sign off like this, and I'm just gonna say, all right, see you later, Coach Stanley. What's up, guys? Coach Stanley here. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, man, I'll catch you tomorrow. All right, Thanks for coming on again, see you, man. and I will uh, we'll figure out another time. Pick out another topic. Right. Sounds like you're playing. All right, see all right. you. Hey. See you.